This is Jess, and you're listening to The Pumping Podcast. I am so excited because we have reached one year. (laughs) I can't believe a year has flown by. It's unbelievable. I really, I had an idea of what this would be and what this would mean to me when I started this podcast, but especially in the past few months, (laughs) this podcast has really kept me alive. And you mamas have kept me alive and kept me going. The amount of information that I've learned from you, the ways that I've been inspired by you all, it's just, there's no words, really. And I just couldn't, couldn't be more grateful. So first things first, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating. Thank you for reviewing. Your reviews are just, they touch my heart. And if you haven't done any of those things, please do, because it's a way for me to get the podcast out there and to reach more mamas who need to listen and who need to be lifted up. And so I so appreciate all of your positive response. And thank you for sharing with other mama friends that you have and mamas-to-be. That's what it's all about, community. And I could not be more grateful for you, my audience. The next thing I want to let you know is I'm going to be taking a month off. I've decided to take August off. I thought it would be a good chance for me to reboot and prep for this upcoming year. Don't worry, the Pumping Podcast is coming back for another year, but I just thought it would be a good opportunity, and especially during this climate, I'm going to be honest, I just kind of need a step away from the social media world and all of the hustle and bustle. So I'm going to take a little time to read and I hope you do too. But if you feel inclined to listen to any past episodes, go for it. Even though I'm taking the month of August off, I am going to be working on some new exciting things that I'm really, really excited to tell you about and share with you. The first is we now have a YouTube channel. The Pumping Podcast YouTube channel. And on there, after the month of August completes, we will be having all future episodes. So all episodes from year two will be automatically posting up onto that YouTube channel. So you never have to miss an episode. However, I do have a playlist there of the top five downloaded episodes from year one. So you can go there and listen and make sure that you pass that link along and have all of your other mama friends subscribe so that coming up next year, they don't miss any episodes. And secondly, the thing I am most excited about that I've been working on and will continue to work on is something for you for every single one of you that I hope you will join me on, and it is called A Mighty Network. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but it's basically a new and improved way of creating community in this social world. And I have created a mighty network just for you mamas called Mighty Mamas. All the links will be in the show notes for the YouTube channel and of course for this mighty network called Mighty Mamas, but this is exactly for you. If you have been feeling at all sick of Facebook ads when you go onto your Facebook groups or sick of some of the negativity that comes out with the Facebook groups that you see, sick of maybe going down the rabbit hole that I know we all can tend to go down when we go onto some of the social platforms, or maybe the negativity of social media, especially these days, the political climate, all of that crap. 
Here on Mighty Mamas, there will be none of that. There's no ads, there's nothing else except mamas talking and helping other mamas. And so purely, it's sort of a similar outline to Facebook. There'll be a news feed that you all can post and ask questions to, but also you can locate people that are close to you. You can post up topics if you have a specific topic or question that you want to ask and get feedback on. You can do that and create that, and then everyone can comment just on that specific topic. There's so many different aspects to it, so I am so excited to share this with you, and I think it's, it's free. It's totally free, and I just want you to go and join me there. And it'll also help me learn more about being a mama. But most importantly, it'll be a place for us to create community that is completely without any of the other mumbo jumbo of this world. So find that link in the show notes and join me over there. I'll also be sending out a little video once you join to just kind of give you a little tour of how it works. It's super easy, but just so you can kind of get a better idea. So just to wrap up and remind you, make sure you check out the YouTube channel and subscribe and share with all of your mama friends, as well as the Mighty Network that I've created just for you mamas called Mighty Mamas. And please share that with all of your mama friends too, or mamas-to-be, because I'd like women to be there who are planning to have children as well so they can learn about being a mama just like I am for their moms. So please share that along and pass that along to all of your mama friends. Now onto our final episode of year one. I've decided to create an anniversary episode and I had so much fun with this episode. And so this is an anniversary follow-up episode. I gathered together my first several interview guests and we followed up on their stories. And let me tell you, you're not gonna wanna miss this because they all have unbelievable follow-ups. I didn't pick them because I knew their stories ahead of time. (laughs) I just picked them because they were my first few guests who were available and I was blown away. I mean, the timing of these follow-ups was just impeccable and I really think that you're going to enjoy hearing them. And if you haven't heard their initial interview, you can go back and listen to that afterward. Also, just so you know, this episode is the first episode with video that I've created for the YouTube channel. So if you'd like, you can listen to the episode on YouTube and you can see all of their beautiful faces. It was really nice to do a video chat and see everybody in person. Well, not in person, but you know what I mean. (laughs) So anyway, I'm going to stop blabbering, but I hope you join me on Mighty Mamas. Check out the YouTube channel, and I hope most importantly, you come back for year two and enjoy this anniversary episode follow-up. I am so excited and so grateful to have four of my kickoff episode starting us off for my anniversary August 1st. I can't believe it's been a full year of the Pumping Podcast and I get to look at so many beautiful faces that helped support me through this whole process and I'm so grateful to you. So today is all about just following up. Where have you been the past year? What has life been like? Some of you will have much different journeys. Some of you might kind of just look the same but I'm so excited to see where you guys are all at now. And we're gonna kinda go in order of episode. So my very first episode is episode one with Amanda. It is entitled, What They Don't Tell You About Breastfeeding. And I've seen your little girl quite a bit, so I kinda know, but I can't wait for you to share with everyone else what has life been like? What has this year just big summary been like for you? 
it has been a roller coaster. <laughs> the best roller coaster I've ever been on, though. Um, she is actually 15 months today. Uh, so it feels kind of fitting that we're following up. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been great. I, I went back to work um, after, I would say, four months, four and a half months of maternity leave. Um, and you know, that was difficult, but luckily, you know, since we're talking, my episode was a lot about breastfeeding. Um, I continued, uh, once I went back to work, my company had an amazing setup for mothers. So I have to give props to them because I know every company is not like that. They had, um, multiple mother rooms for us. They had pumps in the room. So I really just had to bring my parts. I could even leave them there. There was a sink, there was a fridge. I was spoiled. So I continued um, that breastfeeding and pumping journey. Um, but I often would say, I wish the United States had one year maternity leave. <laughs> and then- Then the COVID hit and you got it. <laughs> yeah, the silver lining of this pandemic was I got to go back home um, with my husband, which is <laughs> great. So we were fortunate that both of our jobs, we can work from home. Um, so we, I got my wish. We got to see Ellie's first steps at home. Um, it's definitely uh, another adventure, work from home and running a mommy daddy daycare for Ellie. <laughs> Big time. Um, a lot of tag team. But we, we've made it work and we're having fun. And um, yeah, another, I feel like this is just coming at a, a, the perfect timing. Um, I decided to pump for a year. Um, and then since I was home, we continued nursing uh, for nighttime and morning. And then I cut it to just mornings. So I just made the decision that tomorrow is going to be our last nursing session oh my goodness <laughs> so mommy is running out of milk <laughs> she's getting a little more aggressive um but yeah I feel I feel good about it of course my husband asked how do you feel and I said whether I stop tomorrow or you know three months to a year I'm always going to be sad yeah. um so we came up with an idea to kind of like take some pictures, you know, very sensible pictures to <laughs> close that chapter. So I'm looking forward to, you know, closing the book for that and, and moving on. But what had started as a nightmare, um, yeah. for anyone that listened to my episode, uh, it truly changed completely. And, and I'm shocked that we made it for 15 months. Now, how far would you say, how long would you say it took you to kind of get out of that rough patch? Mm. Um, uh, well, I, like, if you remember, I got mastitis two weeks in. Right. And mastitis lasted for about a month and a half. And so I would say we were not really in a groove until three, three and a half months. I think when I, when I really felt relaxed, we took a trip to Miami and I didn't pack any bottles. I didn't pack a pump and I was like, 
you know what? This is great. This is why I persevered. <laughs> so exactly. I didn't have to pack any of that stuff. Um, no, but I think that is when I really just felt we did it. I, I made it to the point where, you know, I had this idea in my head based off pictures of nursing. And I watched like a, a yoga video where you can nurse and do yoga. At the beginning, I was like, that's totally false. This is fake news. <laughs> I don't know how anyone does yoga and nurses at the same time. I'm screaming and crying right now. This is horrible. Exactly. Um, but I feel like I made it to those those pictures or videos that, you know, some people are just lucky. Some people are very lucky that that's their yeah. whole experience. But what is me, it was work. <laughs> what, a lot of work. What yeah. is a lesson looking back maybe especially around breastfeeding, or it could just be for the whole year that you would want to tell yourself? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess be kind to yourself. You know, so when things don't go exactly the way you think they're going to go, um, I think especially I have the personality to kind of beat myself up a little bit and feel defeated and um, I think if I could have been a voice in my head in those early days and weeks, it would be like, take a breath, be kind to yourself. If you can't do this, you know, every feeding, then that's fine. And my husband did step in a lot where he he gave bottles. So at the beginning, she was taking bottles of breast milk and, and nursing when I, I felt up to it. But yeah. yeah, for new mamas and even, you know, seasoned mamas, be kind to yourself. Absolutely. I'm so glad that this laid in a perfect timing for your for your life and your closing chapters. I'm so glad that you were here. Okay, we're moving on to our next follow up, which is episode three with Ashley. And it's entitled the shit that nobody tells you. And we sat down, she came over to my apartment and we sat down and talked about all the postpartum shit that nobody talks about. And we actually talked in our interview about having a follow-up episode. And so I'm interested in hearing, first of all, what was that postpartum journey like after we talked? Did it extend? Did more crazy things happen? Or did it just start to slowly sort of heal and cover over? I feel like after... I had that interview. I, it was like, what, like six months postpartum, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Things, that's when I feel like I started to get a sense of normalcy. And the only thing that wasn't great was the fact that um, around that time you start introducing solids to your baby and they don't breastfeed as much. And so for me, any like hormonal shift well, that's exactly what we had talked about because you said that that was going to be another change and we thought, well, who knows what's going to happen now with your body. That was a change. Yeah. So like I would say any sort of like weird postpartum depression hit me around then because that was like my big hormonal shift was around then. It wasn't huge or drastic, but I was like, oh, there's a noticeable, I am sad right now. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And but, your son uh, yeah. now is over 20 months? 21 months, yeah. 21 months. And do you feel like you're still dealing with any sort of a postpartum or did it completely go away at some point? Well, we, um, I feel like it, it evened out. And then I, well, he was still nursing until honestly about, he kind of stopped asking for it about a week ago. And it's because we're 
pregnant with our second. And Yay! so, <laughs> thanks. So we, <laughs> we, I'm about 20 weeks in, so I'm halfway. So I think that I, I might've dried up. So he's kind of yeah. like, all right, this. When you're I'm not giving me anything anymore. <laughs> I don't eat a cheeseburger. What? You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's fine. We ended that chapter and I don't think I really got to experience like any big shift because the hormones are so wild from yeah just kept riding and pregnant so it's a whole different kind of pandemic pregnancy yeah. <laughs> hormonal yes. thing going on right now it's still good though it's you know it's been okay but that was the only surprise that I had really after that interview was that shift after we started dropping feeds at nighttime now, is there anything now that you know that you're having a second, is there anything going into that that you think you'll do differently or will you prep in a certain way to kind of make your body ready for whatever sort of postpartum adjustments might happen? Or do you think you're just going to ride the ride the wave? Yeah, I think I'm going to be like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I already, like I did it once. I'll be like, okay, this is normal. This feels weird. I think if something doesn't feel right, I'll ask for help. But uh, you know, you're after you do it once. Not only are you, I, I'm just going to be busy. So yeah. those things that I would have time to be worried about and, and be really nitpicky about, be like, this is what I want for my baby. I'm going to have a toddler running around, and I'm going to be like, nobody got time for that. You know, exactly. it doesn't work out. Here's the formula. We all peace. We're all good. You know. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I think we're just going to make it happen. Also times are weird. Like we can't, I can't call in my mom tribe, you know, I can't yeah. have friends over to help. So I think it's going to be survival in a different way, you know, mm -hmm. not that social help that you usually have. What do you think is a lesson that looking back, you would have told yourself about that first year or first pregnancy? I don't know. Just roll with it. Just, yeah. you know, and also because I had, you know, especially with labor and delivery, I had a surprise NICU stay after my first night. Um, I think the only thing I would have told myself is maybe pack more shit for the hospital <laughs> because you might be staying longer than you thought. And I, I was ready for a C-section stay potentially, but like, I guess just like, you know, kind of get ready for anything. They're saying with the pandemic, you're pretend like you're camping is what they say, like, yeah. you know, bring some extra snacks, bring some underwear, bring, you know, I guess like I would, I'm going to be ready for that. But other than that, just chill out and ride the wave um, and, and ask for help. Be kind to yourself, ask for help. Those get repeated so much in my episodes. It's crazy. Yeah. When is it that you're due again? Around Thanksgiving. So it's uh, November 21st is the official due date. My birthday is the 20th, so we'll see. she'll probably come on my birthday, you know. And you're having a girl, so you'll have yeah. one girl and one boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. What a good follow-up. We're stoked. We're, yeah. we're really excited because, like I said, we had issues. I had a bunch of miscarriages before the first one, so we're just thankful. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're really happy that things are working out this way. That's awesome. Such a good follow-up. All right, moving on to my next one. We have episode four. It's my only couple of dads, entitled A Couple of Dads. Sean and Tony, thank you so much. How are you guys doing? We're great. We're great. 
Fazbear's in the back. Yeah, yeah. he's beatboxing he's... in the background. Manoli's yeah. out there beatboxing. Well, we have to celebrate. Manoli is here. Manoli is, is born. Before we talked, he wasn't in this world yet. Yes, yes. That was literally like... It's three weeks out, I think. Two or three weeks out. Uh, yeah, right? We literally yeah. were, we were just getting ready, thinking we totally were prepared, which is great. It's a great so what, what was that first experience like? Those first few weeks, those first few months, was it pretty much what you expected? Nothing like what you expected? Um, I mean, it was kind of what we expected. We had, we had talked to a variety of people, um, and so we thought we were somewhat prepared, but... Um, you know, we always say that we don't have it as hard as women who've given birth because we're, you know, an, our surrogate gave birth to him and then we had him. So we weren't like recovering physically. We were just, you know, emotionally taking, recovering or emotionally. Figuring. It was just sort of an addition to our life. So it was kind of uh, amazing in that sense. And so we were just kind of like feeling out how we could do. Can you hear all <laughs> Yeah, I can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> we can decide if you want to get him. Um, it was, I mean, it was an exciting, easy, fast, like first, uh, he's Greek, Tony's Greek, so we did a 40-day, you should just grab that because I don't really understand it very much, but it was 40 days before a blessing before you take him out of the house kind of thing. Right. So it was just the three of us just sort of like in our home with my mom and his mom um, and some very close family, but that was like it. We didn't leave the house with him, so... Um, it was very special. It went by in a blink. Tony, do you mind describing that? That sounds really interesting. Oh, well, it's just a, it's a traditional, um, I guess, it, it, I mean, it might have its roots in um, other cultures have it as well, where the mother and baby should sort of quarantine, uh, quarantine for 40 days. Um, and then you are reintroduced sort of um, to the community by getting a blessing from the church. Um, so we were, we stayed home for 40 days and then after the 40 days, uh, we did go to church so we can get a blessing uh, from the priest. Hi, sweet Manoli. Hi, like, boy. Hi. Look at that face. <laughs> what a cutie. Oh my uh, goodness. So, so sort of mini Corona uh, quarantine. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard that you're starting the process again. We are. That's yeah. the biggest update. Yeah, uh, quite yeah. literally, like very much in the last two weeks, we've you know got the ball rolling all over again. Because like you know, coronavirus sort of slowed down the process a little, um, as to be expected. And um, but we're very lucky that our first surrogate is going to be the surrogate again. Oh, she, good. Get so to have the journey all over again and she was so incredible it's so nice to have that relationship and that foundation to go through round two so yeah. we're very excited and are there other steps that you're finding more complicated this time or since you already kind of know the route to take it's much easier well i think the thing that complicates it obviously is him you know we um, cannot go to probably as many of the ultrasounds as we want so we're, we're thinking ahead right uh, how we're going to do that you know the first time around we'd gone to almost every single one we would stay the weekend the hotel nearby we would go with her to the doctor's office we were there for the transfer we were um you know we were yeah 
were present for a lot of those you know milestones uh this time with him around and with coronavirus i don't know if we're going to be doing as much traveling um to be there with her but it's great that we are so comfortable with our surrogate that we are totally confident in her abilities to you know not have a not that she wouldn't be able to do it fine without us the first time yeah. but right. we kind of doting and excited and want to always be there and and so now you know we'll just have to she'll video us in and, and we're making uh you know we're preparing for that yeah it's it's a big stress off your back i think because you already know her and you're so comfortable with her and if anyone's not listened to their episode yet you, they went through quite a journey to even get to that process so i would recommend listening to that and so it's probably a huge load off your back to just jump right back in and have everything somewhat similar. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Now, is there anything with this process specifically that you've learned from the first process that you're definitely going to do again or the opposite? Want to make sure that you'd never do again? I mean, I think the process is going to pretty much be the same. Um, yeah, it was pretty smooth. I think, I think we are going to not plan to go away the weekend before she's due and <laughs> weekend to ourselves and because she literally called us uh in the middle of the weekend she was due like three days later we were casually maybe three hours away so we just got in the car in the middle of the night and we're there i think we're going to go at least a week in advance this time yeah and not just sort of try to win it um <laughs> but it was yeah. a nice idea but we yeah. really did not well <laughs> yeah we're there in time of with, course with yeah. time to spare a little bit but you know she she had her contractions and we just had to kind of scramble um, to go. But so I think we're just going to go there a little. We're going to go there ahead of time and wait around. So one other thing I just want to touch on that we were always saying, well, we'll see what happens when Sweet Manoli gets here. But what was sleep like for you? Was it what you expected or not? We got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> He slept through the night almost every night for the first couple of months. It's only when he started to teeth. He actually started to teeth very early. Um, and so when the teething happened, he started to get cranky at night. Right. Um, and in the last, he's 11 months old now. So in the, maybe in the last four to five weeks, he gave us 5 a.m. wake-ups, which he had um. never before. You know, he was... He was asleep till about 7 30 8 o'clock every morning which was great <laughs> and i would get up to go to work and he would still be asleep so it's like all right eat him then <laughs> yeah and the most we were doing were like dream feeds at 11 and then he'd sleep till 7 30 8 o'clock and so we we're so spoiled and then it's actually during quarantine and i never know what's going on in his head but like sometimes it was 4 a.m sometimes it was 4 30 and then it, you know so that was our first yeah yeah I was like, i'm experiencing that right well, and I have a great little story with Manoli because I got an opportunity to babysit him a few times and he gave me a really nice surprise of a poop explosion. It was amazing. <laughs> we were sitting down, we were ready to drive his little car and then all of a sudden I went to pick him up and I was like, oh no, <laughs> he was covered. I'm like, where do we go? I go to bring him over to the changing table. Nope. It was too big of a job for the changing table. We had to go to the tub. He's crying. He's not happy. I'm like, we got to get you in the tub, Manoli. I remember that. I was horrified. I was it like, was amazing. You... So happy. I loved it. I was honored, truly honored. Oh, my gosh. 
once again, just like Amanda and Ashley, it was like perfect timing of a follow-up. I'm look, so looking forward to seeing how the road goes for you guys. And now maybe when COVID is passed, I can babysit both. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to our last one, episode five, entitled Help Less. And this is with Shayna. Thanks, Shayna, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Now, Shayna's episode is a little bit different from the other three that we've heard in that she didn't she went back in the past in her episode and told us about her journey through birthing which was really intense and dramatic and challenging and then her little girl then being born a preemie and going through that whole process and so she i'm sure hasn't changed too much in the past year but um i just want to kind of know what life has been like this past year i know that especially with covid it's been pretty challenging and what has it looked like for you um so my episode i i can't remember but i i think i talk about how um my daughter has some like residual sensory processing disorders from yes um her time well we think because she was so premature um although it's very common otherwise but um really so in preemies um so over the last year, I think we've actually really gotten a handle on that. Um, she's exhibited like some signs of anxiety, um, also kind of around age two to three that I had to educate myself to understand that kids really also have anxiety and have, you know, like that's a clinical it's a you know, thing, thing yeah. right, for kids. And um, so over the last year, like I've up had a total upheaval of my life. I'm an attorney by trade, um, but I started to get certified in yoga and mindfulness. For... Yeah. So since about June of last year, I've been taking lots of trainings and um, I'm well on my way to being like fully certified to teach. And before COVID, I was teaching in preschools, um, which was really rewarding and in her preschool class um and i've been using a lot of the things that i've learned with her just at home um routine practices of you know to dumb it down really just deep breaths um and you know a lot of mindfulness techniques that are really easy for kids and they've really helped with her sensory processing and her anxiety um so, so she was really the impetus for starting that because I started to see you doing that on Instagram and I wasn't sure where it was coming from, but that's so interesting. Yeah. And so I started to really just get into it. Like I'm before COVID, I was winding down my job and I was going to start this new business. And um, I have this Instagram um, page called five minutes for you and I was doing daily practices of mindfulness um, and some movement with yoga but um, the yoga that I'm studying and practicing is not really like flexibility based yoga it's about all the other things that yoga can provide for us Um, so (laughs) then COVID hit um, and then I had to really like I wasn't prepared to do that stuff virtually like I just hadn't gotten there you know um, with my planning and and things and then she was home with us my husband's working from home um, so I had to just kind of put it on hold 
And then like two months into quarantine, that kind of started to sound like a bad idea because this was never ending maybe. And like, we didn't know. Necessary. Yeah. And then people started to say to me like, oh, you know, can you, can you do stuff again? <laughs> you know? Um, so I started doing the practices again. Um, and I'm trying to now get my act back together with like writing proposals to do that kind of stuff virtually, I guess. Um, and the good thing is that, you know, mental health has really been in the forefront of a lot of people's minds during this whole thing um, in a good way. And obviously it's affecting us. Collective trauma is like raging, you oh, know, yeah. right now and for our kids too. So, you know, I've, I've really had to kind of go back to basics and really try, especially with my daughter, because she is very she's very sensitive and she does have this anxiety. So being home and, and, you know, I, I'm also very honest with her and maybe over explain things. And, you know, I've told her what's going on really in a yeah. pretty frank way. Um, so, you know, she's got reasonable anxiety about are people still sick? Are people getting sick? And she's gone back to her daycare this week last week and you know it was like oh are people sick there and you know just kind of a lot of explaining um she's very empathetic and bright so you know the explanations kind of have to be legit yeah like <laughs> well and i think it's important too like to consider telling them the truth instead of trying to sugarcoat it in some way yeah, um, exactly. And we had a death in the family. And so we had to explain that for the first time. And so it's, it's been like a lot of big emotions. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and for me, just quite a roller coaster, because I really for the first half of, I guess, this year, as a follow up, I was preparing to like, really make big moves. And then, you know, big moves happen without me that were not <laughs> on my not path or on my radar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm really just in the middle of like regrouping and waiting to see if she's going to go to kindergarten in the fall or if I'm going to be home doing this kind of hybrid thing. So really um, just tapping into like my trainings to be able to sit with the unknown yeah, and really just try to find peace and you know be able to kind of acknowledge what's going on inside our our bodies and our minds and kind of sharing these things with as many people as i can right now yeah what's a lesson that from this time stuck at home with your daughter and then you have two other older children who also couldn't graduate right yes yes Super we're fun. also waiting to see what's going on with them my oldest is going to college and yeah. maybe and so what's yeah. a lesson that you've learned from kind of being stuck at home in this situation and going through motherhood that way? Well, I think all of the things we've said so far certainly are ringing true, like really take care of yourself, um, but really take care of yourself. I yeah. mean, you can only, it's kind of, you have to put your own, you know, oxygen mask on first. And it, you know, especially in this time, I think the lesson is, you know, you're so focused on your kid when they're home and they're stuck at home and this is different, you know, but you can really only be as good as for them as you are for yourself. Yeah. So for me, that's meant sleep as much as I can because I just like love it so much. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, it's been like going to bed sometimes when she does, like at eight o'clock and yeah. just peace for like, you know, 11 hours. Um, so just finding, I wish I would have sort of not let the first month go by um, giving, <laughs> giving, 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 giving. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I would have done that better. I'll do that better this ever happens again exactly Um, well it's kind of cool how through a really hard process you took something that your daughter was challenging with and turned it into something beneficial that not only can you help her but you can end up helping other kids and other adults too in the future and yourself which ultimately is the most important yeah I think right now I've kind of because schools are so tightly secure um kind of refocused the mindfulness training for offices and higher education, like places that I'm still um, contacted in contact with and just kind of trying to bring, bring it everywhere. You know, I mean, it's good yeah. for adults and good for kids too. So um, just being flexible, I guess. Absolutely. Oh, it's so nice to hear where you're all at. And if anyone's listening or watching this and has not listened to any of these amazing episodes, you got to go back. I know that a lot of people fall upon the podcast and they listen to the most recent ones, which are also awesome. But I love going back to the oldies and, and listening to those too. So definitely go back and check those out. Before we wrap up, I'd like to open the floor. It's not required. But if anyone would like to just share, I have one final question. And that is, what was your why? for moving into motherhood or fatherhood but what was your why for going into parenting uh i think we've talked about it as well in the past but um for me i always came from a very large extended family and that was very important for me to want to then share that with children and a family and um it didn't really solidify for me but having a child until I met Sean and I knew that he was someone I would want to raise a child with. He's the perfect balance to me, I think. Um, <laughs> be the perfect balance for a child, you know, not just having, you know, me as a father, but to have him as well. I think that's what really, you know, pushed us uh, to have a child. It just sort of felt right at that point once you had met him. Absolutely. You're like, okay, now this step finally make sense for my future. For sure. I love that. Thanks for sharing. And to piggyback on that, I feel like growing up, you know, that you ask kids what they want to be. And I always said, I want to be a dancer and I want to be a mom. <laughs> Not really knowing, I guess, what mom really meant. <laughs> but those are my two passions. And then when I met my husband, Vince, I don't know, it clicks. As you said, I could envision him as a dad and I knew I wanted to be a mom and you, it just felt right. And here we are, we dove in. <laughs> um, we were fortunate to have our daughter and we're, we're having fun on this adventure. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. I think I also wanted to maybe pass information on to make, I don't know, maybe a better version of my family, myself and my husband, and then potentially impact the next generation in a positive way. You take what you learn, the good and the bad, and you hope that you pass on just the good, you know? 
And I think I think that's what I wanted to do. It's like I I had a good time. I had a good family and a good time growing up, and my husband did too. Let's let's do it again. Let's like pass it on, you know. And now you kind of live all of these moments again, and you remember what was awesome about growing up in life. All those little things. I love that. It's so important too. So my reason is not um, as sort of nice, I guess. (laughs) But I didn't want to have kids. um, And for most of my teens and 20s, and even like early 30s, um, I started dating my husband when I was 30. And he had two um, kids. So I was sort of an instant like stepmom, which for me was super awesome. um, Until it wasn't. And we've had a lot of trouble, you know, just navigating the step parent relationship um, in our family. And so at some point, I just said, Hey, like, I changed my mind. And I actually told my husband, I changed, I didn't want to get married either. Um, And I told him in the same conversation that I wanted to get married and have a baby. Surprise. Um, (laughs) Hey. And, uh, you know, it actually took me quite a while to like, work myself up to that conversation as you can imagine (laughs) I had it with some friends first um but yeah you know I just kind of dropped the bomb and he just you know he really is my my everything and you know he just said yeah okay of course um and then we did uh we got engaged on a Friday and I found out I was pregnant on the Monday three days later so we just he kind of was like we're not he's 10 years older than me he's like no, we're not getting any younger. Let's just do this. And we, we did get lucky, you know, pretty quickly. And yeah, so within a weekend, I was engaged and pregnant. And then I had my kid like almost three months early. So all of that happened in six months. So, um, you know, it was, but for me, it was, it, um, it really just kind of turned on a dime. It was just like, you know, I, I'm at this age and so are you. And, I kind of want our family to look a little different. So those are all, but it does and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what I love, especially about this podcast. It's like everyone has their own story and it's so individual and specific, but it's also heartfelt. And I just love, I love hearing where all of you have come through in the past year. I love hearing your why about why this even fell upon you and um i'm just really grateful that you were all to share willing to share with me and celebrate my first year um if any of you are listening or watching and haven't heard any of these episodes go back in check them out i also want to tell you guys and anyone out there um i'm also going to be starting a mama community but fathers are also involved if they'd like to join. Um, And I'll have more details about that later, but it's just gonna be a mama community that you can join when you want, if you want, come hang out, leave, whatever, it's up to you. It's just a place for people to gather and connect and do more of, I think what is helpful for the most is connecting and hearing that you're, you're not alone and you're in this together and there are other people there. Thank you guys and all of my past guests for the past year of teaching me things that I never would have learned otherwise, for sharing your heart with me and for just really giving me a blessing. I mean, this year for me has just been 
unbelievable. I never thought that the idea of just starting a podcast could really influence and change my life in the way that it has for this past year. It's been so grounding for me and you guys helped to kick that off and I'm just so grateful. So thank you guys so much for joining me. The Pumping Podcast is a podcast for moms and by moms and I am your host. I'm not yet a mama. I'm a mama in training. If you're enjoying what you hear, please take a minute on iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review so more mamas out there can find us and listen along while they're pumping or breastfeeding. If you'd like to be a guest and share your story, email me at thepumpingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me if you have any questions for any of my guests, and I will reach out, get those answers, and relay them to you in a follow-up episode. A big thank you to my friends Ashley and Kelly for the use of their baby's laughter, and my dear friend Erin Adams for writing my gorgeous theme song. You can follow along on Instagram at The Pumping Podcast, and go ahead and share the podcast with a mama you know. Until next time, keep on pumping.